Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. So just a heads up, we recorded this costume theater before the very exciting news got dropped that we're getting more Emma Approved episodes. So we wanted to address that before getting into our actual costume theater episode. Right. I mean, it's funny because at this point, we actually don't have a ton of specifics. All the specifics we learned, you can check out in our last episode when we interviewed James Brent Isaacs. Exactly. It was a lovely interview. Love having, great. Love yeah. having him over. He was very pleasant, awesome guest and he filled us in with some more details there's eight episodes of the season season two of emma approved right that they've filmed that they have filmed so that's done the other episodes they can't really make yet because a lot of their decisions are going to be contingent upon what the board of um emma approved votes on and that's the patreon users the people yeah with money it's a really unique way to kind of get the audience really involved in how the series plays out by literally choosing who's gonna be Emma's clients which actually I I didn't ask this I wanted to know I wonder if like they're voting for the clients and then casting happens or like casting has already happened for those people and they're just gonna like play whatever characters that get chosen that is an excellent question and one because he was very good about withholding information he was he was very, we were hoping he would be very bad at withholding information. You know, we did at the end, like, just go, question, 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 trying to get any bit of information out of him. And he held up against us. I yeah. Thought, like, there's yeah. one part where I feel like we got something. There's there's an art to pumping a guest for information. <laughs> and it's like, you can't be rude, but you no. have to be pushy. And I mean, we're representing the fandom. We are representing the fandom. So it's really, like, our job to get information out of him. And I think there was definitely, like, a summit between him and Bernie beforehand <laughs> about like what he can and cannot say. Right. But well, here's what we do know. Emma's clients are going to be in the in, Jane Austen universe. Right. So, that like, is a very key fact. At first I was kind of thinking like, wow, you can open up to all of literature. It could be anyone. But, but it sounds like they are keeping it to Jane Austen. So yeah. if you are familiar with her other books, study up um, or <laughs> refresh excited. your memory, do whatever because that's where our characters are coming from. I will say one part that I feel like we got information was when we asked the status of B-Mart and Harriet's relationship. I was like, did he put a ring on it? Yeah. Is he going to put a ring on it? He gave such a non-answer that I'm worried about B-Mart and Harriet's future. (laughs) Wants to know what's going on in the world of B-Mart and Harriet. Yeah. Uh, Are they still together? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's only so much I can say about what's going on with it. Like, I can't talk about potential, like, engagements. I can't talk, I can't talk about any relationship stuff. So... It's, yeah. Uh, okay, that was not an answer. Yeah. It's not right. an answer. No, it did. It's not an answer, but everyone is still working together at the very least, so. Interesting. Yeah. Great, got it. Here's what's going to happen. Either they're not, to- either they're together and they're going to break up and they're going to get back together, or they're, they're going to be not together and they're either going to find partners who are even more perfect for them, or they're right. going to find people who are incorrect for them and then come back together at the end, having realized they were right for each other all along. Very true. I mean, I'm for the idea of, like, if they start out broken up, but then they find people who are, like, 
maybe just better for them at this point in life. I think that's fine. I would be fine without outcome, but I don't think you would be. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at your face right now. I'm like, and I'm like, well, I'm happy for you and your uh, very mature reaction to that. Sure. B Mart and Harriet are meant for each other, okay. and they're going to be together, and they belong together, and they're so awkward and cute. I, like, I think it's adorable if if they if they start out broken up, but then they date other people, but then they find their way back to each other. I think that's a great story too. I mean, that's what that's what happened and Emma approved is like they were on the cusp of being a thing and then they broke up and then they were so right for each other they found each other again so it's like are they really gonna do that again are they gonna like break up and then realize they're right for each other or are are they they gonna break up and realize that there are other people out there that they should be with are they still being dummies and not communicating to each other everyone's (laughs) a dummy (laughs) stop it I can't and we're all this is pure fan speculation oh yeah and this is such the exciting part of not knowing yeah of like we just get to like go off on different theories and tangents of like what could happen Mm -hmm. because we don't this is we don't know no we genuinely don't know what's gonna happen and you know what's really funny is like I mean, we're talking about, we talked about Lizzie Bennett, now we're talking about Emma Approved, and we're able to talk about all of these shows in hindsight, yeah. you know? Like, we have the luxury of sitting back and being like, you see how Harriet's not right for yeah, El- like, Elton? this is how, this is where it started, and this is how it pays off in, like, episode 50 or whatever. And we can't do that. Yeah. We, we're like, okay, it looks like this is happening. No notes. <laughs> just, <Yeah>. just wild <laughs> <End> speculation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is really fun for us. And I mean, I guess little announcement then as these new Emma approved episodes come out we do want to be covering them as in real time as we can without overstressing ourselves yeah like we obviously don't want to wait until we're finished talking about you know we've gone through like 20 episodes of Emma approved right we don't want to like we don't want to wait 56 episodes to talk about these new ones yeah we're figuring out how we're going to release that stay tuned we do want to cover them we will be covering them we're just going to figure out that format but we're excited to do that so with that let's go ahead and jump into our regular costume theater episode where we have even more awesome Jane Austen news. Woo-hoo. The first thing that we're going to start with is Aisha at last. I'm very stoked for this. So I saw this on Deadline a couple weeks ago and basically it is a like teen Muslim adaptation of Pride and Prejudice and it's only Printed in Canada. Yes, this is by author Usma Jalaluddin. Yes, so here's it's, here's the yeah. logline that they provide uh, in the Deadline article. The protagonist, Aisha, has dreams of being a poet, but has set them aside for a teaching job so she can pay off her debts to her wealthy uncle. She lives with her boisterous Muslim family and is always being reminded that her flighty younger cousin, Hafsa, is close to rejecting her 100th marriage proposal. Though Aisha is lonely, she doesn't want an arranged marriage. Then she meets Khalid, who is just as smart and handsome as he is conservative and judgmental. She is initially attracted to someone who looks down on her choices and dresses like he belongs in the 7th century. When a surprise engagement between Khalid and Hafsa is announced, Aisha is torn between how she feels about the straightforward Khalid and his family and the truth she realizes about herself. But Khalid is also wrestling with what he believes and what he wants. And he just can't get this beautiful, outspoken woman out of his head. Yeah, so it's a modern Pride and Prejudice. The book got acquired, so hopefully it'll get made into a TV show or movie or something soon. But the book is set to be released in the US at least next year. And that's like the more immediate plans for this book, which is great because then we'll be able to read it. <laughs> yeah, I really want to read it because we've got, um, you know, what's coming out soon is Pride. Yeah. That's, that's coming out at this point. It's coming out in a few weeks. I think by September the time we, 21st. By the time we release this, it's like Pride is out. 
So you should go get Pride if you haven't gotten up yeah, already. Yeah, I'm sure that's the next book book that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a great one about- uh, That one is also like a modern Pride and Prejudice that centers around gentrification mm-hmm. going on in Brooklyn. Yeah. So that's also another exciting adaptation to look forward to. So- Yes. That is now available. <laughs> yes. I'm like reading this Deadline article about Aisha at last- and I don't know if it's going to be a movie or a TV show. Yeah, it it's, it's in such early stages. They're like, Amy Pascal's company, Pascal Pictures. Amy Pascal used to be an exec at Sony. Yeah, she um, had a whole scandal. She had her own scandal there. Oh, yeah. She was part of the Sony leaks. Yep. Yep. Uh, she anyway. had her own downfall. And but has- she's back. She's rising back up. So, I mean, it is an interesting choice for her to take on such a diverse book considering the scandal that was surrounding her. But, you know, she's uh, she's... I don't know what she's doing. So hopefully things are, are in good hands with this book and that it is done justice and, you know, that they don't, that they make a proper adaptation of this book and not just, you know, hopefully she didn't just scoop it up for diversity's sake, that she scooped it up because she wants to make it into a good movie or TV show. So that's yeah. the hope. It's the only thing you can hope with these executives. <laughs> so the next bit of news is that Emma Thompson who famously adapted and won an Oscar for Sense and Sensibility, (laughs) has recently recorded an audiobook exclusive for Audible of Emma. So if you want to have the audiobook as read by Emma Thompson, you can go to Audible and it's available now. Emma reading Emma. Exactly. (laughs) Very adorable. She's a very, I mean, she's very outspoken about her love of Jane Austen and considering all the work she's done with Austen's books mm-hmm. like it's a, a perfect fit for her <laughs> fun fact not only did she write and star in sense and sensibility but the dude who played willoughby is her husband i think you've mentioned this yeah it's yeah, very yeah. Important to me. yeah yeah because <laughs> he's so cute and yeah. like emma thompson because she was married to kenneth branagh and then he cheated with oh. on her with helena bonham carter <gasps> yes oh. it was a whole thing oh, it was a no. whole scandal this is now the gossip the pemberley gossip <laughs> podcast anyway and everyone in their scandals and uh and now she's with greg wise and I hope he's great. <laughs> if he's not, I don't know about it. But yep. uh, I hope she found her. I mean, Willoughby wasn't good. I, I hope she found her nightly. There you go. There you go. Now, I'm excited for this part because this was a recent discovery of mine. Yeah. And I'm like, how to put that I'm like disappointed that I'm discovering this web series now. We tweeted about it a couple of times. It's called Black Girl in a Big Dress. And it's like my new favorite web series and this is speaking as somebody who is currently releasing a web series (laughs) like it's very good it was created by adrian walden who's also the writer and producer and stars in it yes and the logline is black girl in a big dress is a series about an african-american anglophile cosplayer in love with the victorian era who's trying to bring a fantasy courtship from her reenactment events into the real world this was a really good web series. Yeah, there's uh, all of season one is available on YouTube. And it's such a hilarious and relatable series. I mean, it's it's for so- anyone who loves romance and has, as we've talked about all these like male romantic uh, characters and books, she's the exact person too of like wanting these people to be real in her real life. And, you know, trying to bring the fantasy elements of what she hopes for into her reality and finding that, that yeah, reality sucks. Yep. And it doesn't always match up. <laughs> yeah, because, what's, I mean, she's basically like a single woman in Los Angeles and 
she likes to do this cosplaying stuff on, yeah. this, on the side. And I mean, what's really great about this is I love how confident she is in who she is and mm-hmm. what she likes because yeah. everyone's telling her like, it's pretty stupid that you do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty stupid that you dress up in these costumes and just like well, have tea. I think it's it's funny in the in the first episode. I think it's like yeah. her roommate or her, her cousin, her cousin roommate is who's like, like, "You're black. Like, what we are don't, you doing?" Well, because like, she's like, "You're black. We don't do this." And she's like, "You're wrong because I'm black and I'm doing it." Yeah, and so yeah. she just like she just really like brings her strong self to life, and she's like, "Well, yeah. I do this, and I know it's weird, but guess what? I'm into it. And I'm not gonna <laughs> apologize for it." Yeah. So you can watch all of season one on YouTube. We've been talking about it on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. So if you haven't checked it out by now, you should definitely check it out. Um, it's called Black Girl in a Big Dress. So now let's move on to some Jane Austen headlines. Some things, some news articles mentioning Jane Austen or something going on about her. So this first headline, a first edition of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice is going up for auction and is expected to fetch up to 20,000 pounds. How Which is, is how in, much money? It's, it's got to be like close to $50,000. One second. So in US dollars, that is $26,000. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> I mean, no. that's a lot of money. You know what? Is it like, even though I like obviously don't have that kind of money, no. is it sad of me to say that doesn't sound like it's enough? Like, oh, okay. it's a first, like, first edition books fetch a ton of money. Like, people have paid over a million dollars for, like, Marilyn Monroe's dress or something, you know? I feel like a first edition of Pride and Prejudice, like, I don't know. I feel like that would be, like, so much more money. Like, an unreal, like, I mean, this is still unreasonable, don't get me sure. wrong, because it's a book, but, like, I feel like it would be, like, insanely inspe- expensive. I don't know how much first editions typically go for. Me either. <laughs> Maybe I, I'm totally off base. I don't know. I don't know what... I mean, it's literally just to collect it and just to have it. Yeah. But if you had the money, would you pay $26,000 for... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if I had the money, I would get a first edition of everything. I wouldn't own new books. I'd have all the old stuff. And I'd, I'd have like a library and there'd be gloves. And I'd be like, everyone has to touch it with the gloves only. And this was probably held by Jane Austen herself or her friends. Like a first edition means like the first cycle of public that's exciting yeah of course i would do that if i had the money would you um i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so just because i i think it is mainly just like it is a decoration really you're not gonna actually pull it out every single day and read it all the time because it is i'm sure a very delicate piece to have I mean, it's one of those things where people do own multiple versions of the same book because like, oh, these covers are nicer or there's like a special um, edition that comes out. So people, of course, always own multiple books of multiple copies of the same book because like new versions always get published or like a new cover gets up released. So I totally get that part. But like a first edition, I don't know. I just if you're that much of a fan, sure, go for it. But, if I had the, I mean, like, obviously, like, it's only one but, of those things where it's like, if I had the money. Yeah. If I had the money for a first edition, I think I'd become one of those people where I'd be like, first edition, and then, like, you know how they release Pride and Prejudice with, like, those pretty covers? Yeah. I'd get one of those. I'd get the paperbacks at Barnes & Noble. Like, instead of a crazy cat lady, I'd be a crazy Pride and Prejudice lady, and I would just have a ton of books, like, a ton of Pride and Prejudice versions. So I'm guessing the reason why the price may seem a little lower is because a lot of copies may exist. Oh, that's so good So it's not rare, basically. 
is what I'm, I'm gathering from the article because there it looks like there's another uh, yeah from what I'm getting it's like it's just not as a rare of a thing it's, so it's not like a rare first edition that's getting yeah. auctioned off it's just like hey this is one of those first edition books yeah <laughs> I guess they're just lying around they glow on trees <laughs> so this final article is about a pen doctoral student who discovered the first bill of sale potentially what they believe is the first bill of sale for Jane Austen's Sense and Sensibility. So like the first receipt? For- Basically, yes. Wow. Like the first recorded purchase of a Jane Austen book. And he's just a doctoral student. He's just a grad student who was just like looking around and he found this. And they were like, wait, this is a big deal. And I mean, so Those are the kinds um, of people poking through archives. Yeah. <laughs> it's there's, those grad students. There's been a lot of articles now written about this specific discovery because of the fact that this was found in the Royal Archives in the UK and it is of the receipt of Prince Regent, Ooh. who Jane Austen was not a fan of. Many people were not a fan of this man, but it turns out he was a fan of her. <laughs> because of the fact that the date of the receipt was two days prior to the book actually getting released. So how yeah. did he get access to this book before it was released? I mean, he's I mean, the he's prince a- regent, so sure. obviously he's got access to that. But he but- had to know about her existence in exactly. order to ask for this. That's why it wasn't like, oh, the book became popular and then he bought it and then like that's where the receipt comes in. No, he knew about her already and bought the book before it was even released. He's that much of a fanboy. <laughs> why didn't she like him? Was he just like, so So quick fun fact so, that I know, it's called the Regency era. Because he, of him. <laughs> yeah, because he was like the prince, so like a regent, for those of you who don't, I'm pretty sure everyone knows, but like the regent is basically when like uh, someone's set to take over the throne and they're like usually too young or like unfit. So someone rules in their place until they're old enough or until they're well enough. And so the prince regent was the dude who was like not king, but he was like ruling in place of whoever was like too young. Yeah. So the quote from this article says, Austin was not a fan of the gluttonous, scandalous national embarrassment known as Prince Regent, but he certainly admired her collecting several of her works over the years. He got first editions for 15 shillings instead of 20,000 pounds. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, they've got a picture of this Nick Fort. Vortech, who who is the grad student, he's yes. cute. He's cute. It's like, oh, great. Good for you to be featured. <laughs> yeah. That's very fascinating. He actually hasn't chosen his specialty in his major yet. Well, he's he a is second... TBD on it. Well, he's a second year master's student. If he's poking around archives, he's probably going to be a PhD student. <laughs> yeah, yes, he's got he like is. 10 years to decide. Yeah. Good for him. Good for you, Nick. So it is cool. Again, we'll link to this article because they do have a picture of the actual archive of this. It's very cool. And you can see the first line of this, uh, of his of his Royal Highness, the Prince Regent, the records that they, they kept October 28th, Sense and Sensibility, for 15 shillings. You see that on the first line, which is really cool to see. And I mean, I can't really make out the rest of the titles on yeah, here. Just because, I mean, cool. I know I'm looking for Sense and Sensibility, so that's why I can make it out. But everything else, I'm like, I'm not sure what this is. It's very curvy handwriting. Yeah. And I'm just not up to, I just, I'm not good I mean, with handwriting. I mean, it totally makes sense why this went unnoticed for so long. Yeah, because it's hard so. to, I love that, like, probably hundreds of people have looked at this. Yeah. They just couldn't read the handwriting. And he's just the handwriting detective. Like, dang it, this this student? This student found the second it? second year student who hasn't chosen his, his whatever? specialty, yeah. Second year doctoral student, yeah. Well, that's it for this episode of Costume Theater. 
If you have any book recommendations of any books you've been reading, send them our way so that we can also include those in our main episodes of what you're reading and we can recommend them to everyone. We can, make th- we can expand the book club. Exactly. <laughs> this episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved. approved.